You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. And a very good morning. Friday rolls around again. The final Group 1 of the racing season will be held in Brisbane tomorrow. We look forward to that. We look forward to a bumper weekend of sport. And we look forward to Chris Nelson joining us in the studio. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Well, I must be not feeling well by saying that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know you mean How you are you? down. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Of course, uh, for those in northern states, in New South Wales and Queensland, it's Origin Weekend, so there's plenty to look forward to there. Something a little different having a game on a Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it looked Origin traditionally, I suppose you could say, Wednesday, but they also have played on numerous days of the week. And, yeah, so Sunday, it's a, it's a good weekend because they started last night with the under-19s, building up to the women's tonight, International Day tomorrow uh, here in New Zealand, and then uh, finish with the men's on Sunday night. So I gather it's being played at Optus Stadium. Yes. Is it a sellout? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I, I doubt it because uh, I've seen some ads still saying tickets selling fast. Okay. Well, yeah, but look, I... Rugby League's pretty well supported in Perth. They had the Western Reds there for a while, but uh, yeah. Oh, people just go because yeah. of the event. Oh, absolutely. Itself. Absolutely. And New South Wales smacked Queensland there last year, so they'll be happy to do that to level the series at one all before they come back to Suncorp Stadium. But enough of the footy, onto the racing, which is uh, your area of expertise, they tell me. Sometimes. And your <laughs> top three for the week, the week that was. My top three for the week that was. Well, number one has to be the new race, the King of the Mountain mm. in, uh, in Toowoomba, the announcement of that $750,000 slot race yeah. uh, along the same lines as the Archer and the Everest and, and those races. But we'll get to that when we get to the news. But that's number one highlight. Well, let's speak to Brendan. Parnell tomorrow on the Darling Download um, and a little bit more information on that. How it will it be a replica of those races you spoke about and um, yeah. yeah, get the finer details. And the timing's interesting. New Year's Eve after a big day at Doomben. Well, it's it's New Year's Eve this year. Yes. It's the last Saturday In of December. every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that same day we race at Doom and that has feature races, obviously being summer carnival time, leading magic into Magic Millions. millions. Yeah. So it'll be a massive day and jockeys mm. will get time to get from Doom and all the way up to the, uh, Toowoomba. Might be a bit of traffic getting up the range that uh, that night. No, but there's, it's a good drive up Darren Lockie away. All That's right. Fine. I've only done it once. Uh, second highlight, Chris Muntz had a big day out at Ipswich last Saturday. Of course, mm. he won the Cup with Smart Meteor. And the Gay Waterhouse, the last with Centrefire, the stable's flying at the moment. Uh, got one of yours in their stable too, Mark. That was a good thing beaten, uh, as we know, the other week. Hot Spring Gold. Hot Spring Gold, Gold yes, yeah. yes. Waiting for him to go around again. It won't be long. Maybe next week, midweek perhaps. And the double for Brody Loy was my third. Brody Loy, of course, jockey that's come up uh, with Annabelle Neesham to her stable on the Gold Coast. He'll do most of the riding. He rode Holyfield to win the Eyeliner. And Read My Future was the other winner. So both for Annabelle Neesham. So Brody Loy, he's going to be a jockey to keep an eye out for. 
Yeah, the King of the Mountain will be held at Toowoomba, $750,000 race, as you mentioned. The last Saturday uh, in December, uh, this year happens to be New Year's Eve, which yep. is a cracking time, I suppose, uh, to hold the race. And it's for Queensland uh, horses and Queensland trainers only. Yes, yes. Queensland bred and Queensland trained horses. So at this stage, uh, Desley Forster has certainly said she's interested in uh, in heading up there with Apache Chase, who might be a possible starter. So Tony Gollan's keen, I know yeah, that. He's, yeah, well, being a Toowoomba boy, he's uh, he's interested in getting as many in the race as he possibly can. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. And I think there'll be some uh, Toowoomba horses that have done really well. I mean, Toowoomba, there's been a number of horses come down the range. Uh, incentivise headed those last year, but Socks are gone. Uh, has done really well, uh, etc. I'm not suggesting for a minute that they will be in that race. What I'm saying is... A good race for Soxagon. Yeah, there'll be some Toowoomba horses, no doubt, that uh, will be aiming for that as well. Yeah, and as we said, Doombin on the same day, the Group 3 Vaux Rogue, the Nudgy Stakes and the Buffering, all vital lead-up races to the Magic Millions. Now, on the program today, we're going to speak to the Wizard of the West, Willie Pike. He's become your best friend. <laughs> we had him on, what, a couple of weeks ago, and he must have enjoyed chatting to us because he's, he's back today. I mean, Willie's terrific. He's always happy to come on, which is yeah. just great. And he's got some terrific rides at uh, Eagle has Farm he? tomorrow. He yeah. has. Yeah. So he'll be up tomorrow. Uh, and Steph Thornton will be joining us after 9 o'clock. Well, she's got some good rides too. Of course, uh, none Hustle. better than uh, Brooklyn Hustle in the um, – in the uh, the big one, the uh, Group One Tiara. So uh, yeah, not an easy mare to ride. She's a bit one dimensional, but we'll find out what Steph's plan is. What did you think of Ipswich Cup Day? Uh, it was started well. Hard to find a winner. <laughs> well, it was all right early on. The big on. goodbye one, so that made big it a good, good day I had for me. Tim on top, which was I had a good. Mate of mine text me blowing up the tips that I'd passed on from you. Well, they were terrible. I later said in stop. The day. I said stop whinging. Um, the big goodbye is going to win. And it did. The day started off okay. I think I had a winner no, in honey all places in the first five races and or oh, six placings, races. Yeah, but one of those placings, no third dividend. Yeah, well, yeah. No, you're not supposed to say that. Uh, and then after that, the feature three races, never got near them. No. Never got near them. But yeah. look, you know, there were some issues there with the track. I'm not going to go into all of that, but probably didn't help mine. So that's my disclaimer. Yeah. So um, Ipswich Cup done and dusted for another year. Done and dusted for another year. We've got the Tiara tomorrow. And then the Caloundra Cup. Cup next Saturday. Are you getting an invite? I've, I've got my invite to the Champagne Garden. So Do I'm looking forward to that. Know? Do they not know? <laughs> we better take a break here on the Punders, mate, because we've got the Wizard of the West who is moving, uh, heading up from Sydney for tomorrow's meeting at Eagle Farm. Tats Tiara Day. Willie Pike will join us. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning of the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbrake season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. The last Group 1 meeting of the season tomorrow at Eagle Farm. The uh, racing Carnival, the Winter Racing Carnival, not over because the Caloundra Cup is to follow as well on the Sunshine Coast. But tomorrow is Tats Tiara Day, Chris Nelson, and we've got some uh, terrific racing. We do. And uh, we've got some terrific jockeys back in town. We do. And uh, one of those, of course, is uh, Willie Pike, who was successful on She's a Belter in the Group 1 JJ Atkins a couple of weeks ago. we got Willie on the line. Willie, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Very well. And yourself? Yeah, very good. Uh, we're Three deep in traffic at the moment. Me <laughs> you got cover? Have you got cover? <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of cover. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we were talking earlier on Breakfast with Patton Hills on SEN Queensland here about a standout 
horse from the Winter Carnival. We don't have an incentivise from last year, but the general consensus of opinion is the one to follow out of the Winter Carnival this year is She's a Belter. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree with that. Um, she's she's a, obviously only a young horse, but she's got a good scope about her. She's she's a good size. She's got a good length, and um, obviously she's got a good bit of quality about her as well. So yeah, I, I think um, if the Snowden team will do what they do and and look to mould her into a nice horse, that um, and she's obviously already on the right path. But um, yeah, always looking to take that next step, and I think she can. And Chris, good horses win the JJ Atkins, don't they? They yeah. do. You talk yeah. about the autumn sun and horses such as those. They go on and they become something, horses that win that race. And, and Willie, she was so good winning it because she sat three wide basically all the way. Yeah, I did. I, I, I was actually happy to be three wide. I said to Justin and a few of the owners, um, if I could get three wide with cover, I'd be happy there. I actually didn't want to get amongst the scrimmage too much. I thought that would bring me unstuck in a in a two-year-old race where there's a lot of green horses. So as soon as I found that spot three wide with cover, I didn't even really bother about getting any closer. And she was still strong to the line. So that was a, that was a terrific win. Looking forward to seeing her in the springtime. Now, tomorrow at Eagle Farm, you've got a really good book of rides. We'll go straight to the main races. Uh, away game, who I suppose has to be a risk at 1,400 metres in the tiara and a wide gate. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Willie? Yeah, the, the wide barrier is a little bit disappointing. Um, but, look, I was really happy to pick the ride up on, on away game. Uh, her runs have been really good. I thought she looked like she was building up to something. Um, but, as I said, also the barrier is a little disappointing, so I'm going to have to pull a little bit of the rabbit out of the hat. But, um, you know, the carnival's been good to me from wide barriers so far, so hopefully it can be one more time. Just just on that, are you, are you happy to ride wide at Eagle Farm? Do you feel it's the sort of track where you can sit wide? Maybe you need cover, but can you sit wide and, and still win? You happy to? Well, I, I think so, it, and particularly in races of this sort of quality where you're sitting on a, on a quality horse and it's probably more important to find a smooth run than it is to save those couple of lengths where I think when you're on those lesser grade horses saving every inch you can is real important yep um yeah you get into you step into a better quality field better quality horses leave them alone and let them do what they can do and sometimes your three wide with cover is a great spot to be because you just get an uninterrupted run and things can flow better for you. Well, we saw that in the Stradbroke, of course, with uh, with Alligator Blood sitting wide and then unleashing in the straight. And I've seen a lot of horses over the carnival, and, and I think what you said is terrific, and it makes a lot of sense. that They're on the inside, they're looking for runs, they're not getting the runs, whilst down the outside, something's sweeping home completely uninterrupted after sitting wide. So, yep, I couldn't agree more. Now, a horse that will get back in the Healy Stakes is, uh, is your mount shooting for gold. Uh, we know he's got a very, very strong finish on him. I suppose it's uh, it all to do with how far back you have to go to, to get in or get some cover. Yeah, that's right. That same thing again, I'm sure. Yeah. Number 17 seems, uh, seems to be my favourite number. Um, so I've drawn wide again, obviously, but um, it's much the same. So obviously, this horse is happy enough to get back, but hopefully uh, I don't... Hopefully the race will unfold in a way that I don't have too much to do. Hopefully the, the there is a line moving and I and I can get in it at the right time. But uh, I suppose the barriers are tricky, but mm. it is what it is, and I'll 
um, yeah, hopefully we'll just make the most, make the right decisions at the right time. Uh, race seven, the Tattersall's Life Members Stakes, 1,400 metres. You're riding Stroll for uh, Steve O'Day and Matty Hoisted. A very impressive uh, last start winner arriving late at the end of 1,200 in a race that was uh, solidly run suggests the 1,400 metres uh, tomorrow is just perfect and just what uh, Stroll is after. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy that it's a, another furlong here. I, I think Stroll will definitely enjoy the extra couple of hundred metres. Um, I, I was very happy with the win. I, I can't complain about barriers here. I've come up with barrier two, so, um, yeah. Happy. I should hope to be able to get a nice run park just in behind them. Look for the splits at the right time. In the Tattersall's gold ground, uh, gold crown, I should say, Willie. Uh, drawn one on our intrigue, uh, may be the horse of the day uh, when it comes to the punters. Uh, your thoughts on on that race? Yeah, look, our intrigue has been racing really well without actually getting a win on the board in its last few starts. Um, yeah, I, I think the only thing we've got to contend with is, is the backup, but I'm not too concerned about that, actually. Uh, same thing. I, I can't complain about a barrier here. I've come up with a good alley. I should enjoy a good run just behind them. Um, yeah, I think she's the right horse to be following and hopefully can get me on the board uh, reasonably early. So if you lead in that race, you're, you're happy to lead if, if that's how it works out early? Yeah, look, if... That's where the horse is sort of comfortable. Um, I led on her two starts ago, I think it was. Um, she didn't seem to worry about that at all. She still run fantastic. So if I, yeah, if I'm gonna, if I jump out and I'm in front and no one no one wants it, well, I'd be happy with that. But I'd, at the same time, I haven't spoken to the the Waller team yet to to see what uh, their thoughts are. But she'll be right there and and yep. very hard to beat. Mate, the Battle of the Bush always intrigues me. There are always great races. Uh, how tough is it for a jockey to prepare for a race with horses that uh, you've never been on before and country horses and country trainers? Is it a little bit uh, tougher for you to get ready for a race like that tomorrow? Uh, yes and no. I suppose the basics are still the same. It doesn't matter what horse you're on or what race it is. The, the basics are still the same. Um, you're just looking for a flow and, and things like that, but it definitely makes it a bit harder when you're, you're trying to check through your form and have a look at the replays and um, a couple of these tracks, obviously not, haven't spent long over on the East Coast, so I, I don't know many of these tracks and, it's, yeah, there's a lot to try and sort of take in. So form probably takes a bit of a backseat in these ones. You go out and you just ride the horse and uh, just go out and try, try and, tick, as I said, tick those, those basics, tick them off and... That's about what you can do, and if the horse the horse is there for you on the day, uh, it'll go well. You're riding a couple of, uh, for Tony Gollan, Willie. Races one, Lethal Warning, and race six, Put on the Red Light. Again, they're both horses that get back and run on. I can see a pattern developing here. They're, you're getting a lot of these rides tomorrow of horses that get back and run on. But, look, both with a chance. I, I would definitely think Put on the Red Light's probably the better chance in, in the sixth race. She's a, she's a filly that's got a, a good turn of foot, and she needs uh, a bit of pace on up front, which she should get tomorrow. Yeah, well, hopefully I'm having. Well, hopefully it's one of those days where it pans out where the back markers are chiming in because uh, that's definitely the way my book of rides um, mm. are. <laughs> but yeah, look, I'm really happy. Um, Tony Golan's been giving me a lot of rides. I haven't actually ridden a winner for him yet, so I've got to pull my finger out and <laughs> so hopefully I'll, hopefully I can get one on the board for him very soon. He, he's thrown me some rides and 
uh, it'd be nice if I could just reward with at least one win somewhere. And the other one I was going to ask you about is London Banker, back in grade, uh, the Tattersall's Cup. Uh, a, a winnable race, a tricky race, but drawn a good gate and, and a horse that seems to race well at Eagle Farm. Yeah, look, I've been sort of browsing through their form and trying to pick them up. I, I was pretty happy with the way I thought it was going to map out pretty well for me. M- much the same again, I've drawn a good barrier, so that makes a, a lot of the thinking. You know, I don't have to worry too much about that, so I'll I'll camp just in behind them. Try look, just give them that economical run that uh, that we look for, and yeah, the horse, I'm sure the horse will be there for me late. It's just whether I can get the gaps at the right time. Mate, we really appreciate your time. I know you're on the way to the trials this morning, and that uh, traffic is not great. So thanks for sparing us your time this morning, and have a good day tomorrow at Eagle Farm. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, we'll see how we go. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'm flooding home on a few. Thank you. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Willie <laughs> Pike there joining us, the Wizard of the West. Well, do we still? We can still call him that. We, well, I mean, he, the, uh, don't be surprised soon if he's the Wizard of the East. No, we'll have to has to start with E. Earl. Have to come up the Earl of the East, Earl something the like East. that. Yeah, that's that's better than nothing. So it might have to change soon. Yeah, and, um, it just got something a, of the North too. If he keeps winning Group Ones up here, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think he'll finish. Behind J Max, obviously the one he yep. gets all the rides, but I think Willie Pike will give him a run next uh, season. Okay, it was great to have him. Steph Thornton's going to join us after nine o'clock here on the Punters Mate on this uh, Friday morning. It's all thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 This is the Punters Mate on SEN. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. Steph Thornton joining us after eight. But tomorrow night at Redcliffe, it is uh, the Redcliffe Gold Cup. It's a Group 1 harness event, $106,000. Um, three-year-old rip. It's the strongest race meeting, they say, in Redcliffe history. Chris? The um, rip. So rip is the uh, favourite for the, gold, uh, the Group 1 Redcliffe Gold Cup. Um, it's its first up run, though, since the Redcliffe Derby, the Group 3 event, and uh, missed most of its two-year-old year because of injury. Uh, seven starts, six wins, two at Group 1 level um, in the Australian Gold three-year-old final and the Bathurst Gold Chalice final. Uh, spent more than 13 months away from racing and has returned in classic style and will be um, the one to look out for in the Redcliffe Gold Cup tomorrow night, $106,000 Group one race. And then we've got the Rising Sun at Albion Park on July 9, $305,000 race Good money. there. Now, looking at um, meetings around the state, Laura is having a amateur turf club meeting tomorrow, which um, will mean, you know, picnic event there. But it's got Q in, in there. Sure You're the racing expert. It's got Q in. I don't know in, what that means. I haven't seen it before. But I will endeavour to find out. Before the end of the show, Mark. Yeah, you good luck. Will. Yeah, oh, I'll you find won't. Out. I bet you won't. I bet you will. So today they're racing in Rocky. I'll go to the Criterion for the mixed grill and then go to the races. Uh, the Albion Park uh, trots are on tonight. Ipswich and Townsville for the Greyhounds as well. Tomorrow, Eagle Farm, Aquas Park, Gold Coast, Gatton, Roma, Laura, Q in brackets. Gladstone, Alpha, Nanango. Have you been to Nanango? No. You've got to get to Nanango. I like the name. Nanango is great. It's near Kingaroy. You know, Kingaroy is the peanut capital of the world. So Nanango is not far from Kingaroy. It's just on the outside of Kingaroy. And there's a wonderful 
Peanut Nut Van as you go in. It's sort of like a permanent shop. TV, I think, one of those shows, Weekender or something like that. Yeah, so that's great. You just load up with your peanuts and peanut brittle and this and, you know, pistachios, almonds or whatever it may be. As long as you don't have a peanut allergy, you'd be all right. Well, yeah, well, if you're that stupid, then you'd still buy them if you had that. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, Nanango tomorrow. Redcliffe, the harness racing in Ipswich for the Greyhounds. We've got uh, a change at 9 o'clock. Station is joining us at 9. So we'll welcome them very shortly. And after that, we haven't spoke to her for so long. She's been that busy. She hasn't been able to be on Breakfast with Pat and Heels. And Married now woman she's, now. Yeah, now she's got a Group 1 ride tomorrow. Her sixth Group 1 ride, I think, of her career, chasing her first win. We speak of Steph Thornton, of course, who'll be joining us. We've got the follow, fold or forgive and your weekend forecast. Still to come on the punters made on this Friday morning, the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Had a very good morning to those stations. Joining us for the first time this morning, Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning for the punters, mate. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Chris Nelson, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Big day ahead tomorrow. Big day ahead at Eagle Farm, as you mentioned earlier on. Group 1 day. Last Group 1 of the current racing season the Tattersall's Tiara. It's always a great day's racing. And the Healy Stakes, the final race, named after uh, Ian, of course. Well, he says it is. There's the. Have you been to Tats, the Tats Club? No. I've, There's the I, Healy Room at Tats Club. Ian Healy? No, it's it's after W.J. Healy, who was uh, very big at the Tats Club in the 1930s. But Heels tells everyone it's his room. But, yeah, the Healy Stakes is the last race on the card tomorrow. The uh, Tats Tiara is race number eight. And it's a pretty open race, isn't it? Oh, it always is. When you get a big field of fillies and mares, it's always a very open race. And I think we've got two runners in the race under $10. The rest are all double figures or, or more. So, yeah, if you can find the winner, you'll do very well. You'll certainly finish probably in front for the day if you're smart enough. you find the winner of the tiara. It's a good day overall. A couple of small fields early on. Uh, maybe a shorty with our intrigue going around in the gold crown race number three. But... Overall, I think there's some some nice horses. I'll get to that in the weekend forecast later. Yeah, two uh, Group 3s tomorrow, the uh, Healy Stakes, which is the last on the card, um, and the other Group 3 tomorrow, as I just go through here. Where was it? I've just Tats Cup race The Tats Cup, of course. I just mislaid that. So that is the other Group 3. Plus the Battle of the Bush. The Battle of the Bush, yes. Uh, there's plenty of horses in there that you would not know a thing about. I would no, imagine, Chris. No, it's uh, very hard to line up the form for that race because you don't really see too many videos. Yeah, as we mentioned before, uh, the last group one of the season, and I've missed chatting to our next guest. Uh, she is so busy now, particularly after the wedding. We had her husband on last week, Ben Thompson. Now we have Steph Thornton joining us on The Punters, mate, and it's so good to chat to her again. Morning, Steph. How are you? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. Thank well, you. Well done. <laughs> How are Has you? Has life changed? How are you? Um, I'm great. Life life hasn't changed too much. No. It's, um, it's all, all pretty similar to what it was before, but no, we're, we're very happy. Oh, good stuff. Excellent. And we're happy that you're happy. So we're also happy that you have a, a ride tomorrow in the final group one of the racing season in Brooklyn Hustle. And as we're just discussing uh, with Chris, it's a wide open race, Steph. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, it is. It's, um, it's going to be an interesting race. I think there's Really good speed, obviously, with um, Snapdancer and Anavisto. Obviously, Snapdancer's drawn 21, so I think that opens the race 
right up. She's going to have to absolutely fly the gates and get across somewhat easily enough to really be there in the finish, which we know when she gets the start right, she can get across so easy. But with Anna Visto drawn to her inside, it probably changes the complexion of the race a little bit. So I think there'll be good speed. Obviously, we've drawn barrier 13, but naturally, Brooklyn Hustle's racing pattern is to get back. So that's not too bad a barrier for us. Hopefully, we can land in front of a couple and we're getting on the back of the right horses at the right time and getting out at the right time in the straight. I've got another one going forward there, Steph, in Vangelic as well. So hopefully uh, Vangelic puts a bit of speed on as well and three of them go forward and go absolutely nuts in front and then you are steaming down the outside late. Now, we just spoke to Willie Pike a little earlier. Uh, we mentioned sitting wide at Eagle Farm and horses such as Brooklyn Hustle who, who need to unwind and have a big finish that's that's not bad. As long as you can get some cover in the run, I would have thought if you can get to the outside with an unimpeded run in the straight, you're more than happy to be three wide than on the fence, surely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think don't think three wide's a bad place to be at Eagle Farm at all, particularly three wide with cover. I think you give yourself plenty of options and you can work into the race on your own terms, which is a big thing in a race like this. So certainly wouldn't wouldn't bother me too much. Um, I do think she's a mare that I would like to at least have covered up for as long as possible, given the fact she hasn't won over the 1,400 yet. Um, but hopefully tomorrow's the day she does. Handle the good four at Eagle Farm? Yeah. Yeah, well, she's won at Eagle Farm. She, Craig Williams won um, on her last winter carnival at Eagle Farm. So she'll handle the track, no worries, which is a big tick. Uh yeah, I was going to ask a question, then it went right out of my head when you asked that question. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all about preparation, Right out of Chris. my... Well, I've got preparation, but it just went out of my head. That's what it was. Now, she comes out of the Stradbroke, obviously. Uh, she was the only runner in the Stradbroke, Steph, that broke 12 seconds, her last 200 metres, 11.82, I think it was. So she's going well enough. There's no doubt about that. It's just as... And the, and the thing is with her, and she's a little bit maligned, if she's close enough... Uh, at the right time where she can strike, she can run over the top of them. So, I mean, where would you like to be? How far off the lead would you like to be when you're heading for home? Do you want to be within four lengths, five lengths, or you want to be closer than that? Uh, look, look, it's a hard one, obviously. In the straight break, she was still a 17th out of 18 runners at the top of the straight, you know, so she had 16 horses to get past, and she only got beat just over four lengths. Mm. So, I mean, ideally, if you're in that five to six length striking range, I think that makes things a hell of a lot easier. But um, as I said, like hopefully she can just land in front of a couple throughout the run. I think that'll make things a lot easier for her. But I think it's, as you said earlier, it's a very open race. I think it'll be about whatever horse gets the best run, the most economic run. Obviously, Startantes was in the Stradbroke as well and, and she flew home too. So there's obviously, she's a back marker along with me and there's... um sort of plenty of horses that are going to fill those gaps in between and it's just about finding the back of the right one. Have you ridden her uh, in any work or anything? <clears throat> yeah, I galloped her on Monday morning down at the Gold Coast. She worked on the course proper down there and she worked super. She's um, very professional. She knows her job and she made my job super easy, which is always nice, but she clearly loves what she does and she's definitely a mare that deserves that group one thinks she deserves to have that little tiara on her head after tomorrow and hopefully she can we hope you're right oh, now fingers crossed for you steph. tell us what you know about tick tock tick tock steph <laughs> um i don't know too much about <laughs> tick tock tick tock but um 
I think John said he's a really lovely ride, whether he's quite up to those ones, I'm not too sure. We'll find out tomorrow. I, I have a theory. You know that I know very little, Steph, but my theory is that uh, it's a travelling companion for the other horses in the Battle of the Bush, and let's just have a, a crack and throw at the stumps, as they say, and see what happens. You never know you're lucky in a big city, Steph. You never know. No, that's exactly well, right. It wouldn't be the first time that John Manselman's come to town and produced a big price winner. I'm sure he did it within the last couple of years, more than once. So, uh, well, you look the only pace. You and our intrigue are probably the only two that go forward, Steph. So, you should get a nice run up there. Yeah, exactly. And so, sort of it was probably one of those cases where you'd love to have those true weights in because obviously we'd be right down on the minimum then. Mm. And that's always what brings horses like TikTok, TikTok into the race. But as you said, we should roll forward. We'll get a nice run and just see what we can do in the finish. Well, Kyber TikTok was a horse in the equestrian event at the Olympics. I think it might have been Barcelona, maybe back in the 90s, that won a gold medal for Australia. So maybe, Steph, maybe. And just imagine. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if you, just imagine what it would be like. It would be great for us and great for you if you won the Ian Healy Stakes yeah. in the last. Yeah. Yeah, with mass you know? destruction for yeah. Tony. Imagine how heels would be, Steph. <laughs> Actually, I won that race last year on oh, away game. Yeah, yeah. You were right on the outside fence. I think you were. I think you were closest to the outside fence than any other runner. Yeah, no, we were right out the track. It had chopped out quite a bit this time last year, so we were racing pretty wide. But I mean, Mass Destruction has been racing very consistently this campaign so far, and obviously he's drawn a bit awkward in Barrier Eleven, but he handles the Eagle Farm surface and. Um, I think there's no reason why he shouldn't be right in the finish tomorrow. He only got beat 1.2 last start in the Hinkler, so there's um, no reason he can't be thereabouts again. Now, your other ride comes up in race seven, uh, 1,400-metre race, Mink Star for Chris Anderson. Mink Star's been going a lot better than the form around the horse shows. I mean, uh, been running on quite well in a couple of races, hasn't had a lot of luck, so not without a chance, I would have thought, from a good gait. No, absolutely. I think she's a, a really nice chance tomorrow. I've ridden her in the past and she um, she's definitely got the ability for a race like this. As she said, she's drawn a nice gate tomorrow, which I think is a really big tick for her. I think away from Johnny Rocker and Stroll, I think it's a really open race. So um, if we can get a nice run from a good gate, um, I know she's got a really nice turn of foot and she's very honest and she tries. She handles the surface at Eagle Farm. And I think, as you said, her form, it, it doesn't read that well, but until you go back and watch it and actually look a bit closer, her form's actually really good. And obviously two starts ago, she only got beat less than a length in the Bill Carter and she um, ran really well first up in the Del Rello. So um, I think there's, yeah, good form lines there if you go back and, and look through them and hopefully she can um, tick off that winning black type she's obviously got black type placing but it'd be really nice for her to to get a win next to her name in a black type race now you've ridden a few uh quite a few times for chris anderson have you ever seen him angry ever (laughs) no if if you stuff up for chris you've just got to come in and throw your hands up in the air and then he'll usually laugh at you instead of yell at you (laughs) (laughs) he's just such an even-tempered guy well, Steph, uh, yeah, you, thanks for chatting with us this morning. You know that everyone here at SEN has got their fingers crossed for you. We wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, there Steph. You, Steph. Steph Thornton joining us ahead of uh, the Group 1 tomorrow, the Tats Tiara and Brooklyn Hustle and TikTok TikTok.
I mean, you never know. You're like in a big city. Well, exactly. As I said, John Manzelman's done it before. Tick tock, tick tock, out in front. I mean, on paper, cannot possibly no. beat our intrigue, but hey, they're not machines. They have off days. Seven horse field at 120 bucks. You'd think in a 12 horse field, it'd be about 400. Actually, but there's um, there's two scratchings. I thought there might have been another one, but the, is it? Yeah, no, that, there might have. Anyway, might but still, um, it, yeah, it would be the boil over the day, but. Anyway, we'd be happy with it. She'd rather win the Tats Tiara than oh, the yeah. uh, gold crown, but uh, time will tell. Um, we will take a break here on The Punter's Mate. We've still got to check the betting markets with Crossbet and follow, fold or forgive still to come, as well as the weekend forecast. What was the finger up for? You wanted no. to say something or did no, you remind you of something? Yep, exactly. There we go. This is The Punter's Mate on this Friday morning. It's all thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Friday morning, Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson. Now thanks to CrossBet. It's time to have a look at the markets for the weekend. There's plenty happening. Scott Cross, good morning to you, mate. How are you? Yeah, there, Scott. Yeah, there, Scott. We can hear him, but he can't he hear us. say something. Hopefully, there, there. you there, Scott. Hello, how, how are you going? How are you? I think there was something wrong. I don't know what the connection was. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, mate. I'm well. Now, we just had Steph Thornton on the phone. Um, of course, she's got a ride tomorrow in the Tats Tiara, which is the final group one of the racing season, Brooklyn Hustle. Who's the favourite with CrossBet for the final group one? Well, it's going to be exciting when the Tats Tiara. At the moment, the favourite is uh, Ana Visto at $5.50. There's been some money come around for a few of them. Snap Dancer is six fifty. There's a bit around for Shout the Bar. William Pike on a way game. Uh, a bit of money seen for that. It's open at tens out to elevens. I actually go down further to kick out uh, with Tommy Berry on board. This is where my money's going to be. Opened at seventeens, in at nine fifty, uh, and I'm actually going to go the Tommy Berry double. What he's riding in the big ba- uh, in the big dance as well. Oh, sorry, in uh, Battle of the Bush. But uh, yeah, I like kick out right at number five here. Okay, so if it's coming that much, your money's already on it. So, so yeah, the amount that you so, splurge. So, so kick out, right? Kettleston in the in the Battle of the Bush from the wide gate for you, Scott. Yeah, you know I don't we mind don't? Kettleston here. No, I definitely don't know anything that uh, we don't know. But look, this is a really wide affair here. Um, there's yeah. money spread right across here. Uh, Star O'Reilly uh, is the favourite uh, at three dollars sixty. Kettleston again is the market mover. Open to twelve. In a day, but it's spread around a Mundi Bay raid, and there's a few few horses that they're coming for. I think for my money here, I'm going to go with same race multi and have one, five, and seven all finish top four. One, five, and seven in the Battle of the Bush, same race multi, all finish top four. All right. Star of O'Reilly, a Mundi Bay, and Kettleston. There you go. That's the Battle of the Bush and the Test Tiara racing tomorrow at Eagle Farm, but state of origin tonight, we've got the women's match, and Sunday we have the men's. Yeah, in the women's match, I believe it's just one game. I think yes, it's just it is. tonight, winner yep. take all. Yep. Uh, flip of a coin. New South Wales, eighty. Queensland, $2. I'm sure it's of no surprise I'm going to tip the Queensland this year. I'll be watching it. Hopefully it's an exciting game of football and hope the, uh, the girls bring it home for Queensland. What about Sunday night with the men? Yep, State of Origin, exciting game after. I actually went down and watched the first one. I'm excited to, uh, I'm certainly not going to Perth to watch the second one. <laughs> However, as per normal, Queensland are not favourite. We're $2.15, New South Wales $1.71. A um, few changes for the New South Wales team. It's, a, it's a, an all Penrith show. Mm. 
Mm. But once again, I'm going to tip Queensland. But what I do, like we have a promo, any winger to score the first try, $5. Okay, any winger. So out of the four, there's, four, win- there's four wingers in a game, Chris. All right. Well, Two I've, for each side. I've got a question for you guys. <laughs> He's an AFL person. Uh, I've got a question Scott. for you we, guys. We won't hold that against him. <laughs> <laughs> Queensland won, and I thought quite convincingly the first game. Why aren't they favourites? They never are. Why is that? They never are. Never are. Always the underdog because New South Wales, they reckon, always have the better players. Which, And I, I made the point earlier, and I reckon if you back Queensland in every game, you'll come out ahead. Uh, they might lose the odd game here or there, but if you've done that since the turn of the century, you'll be ahead. Well, they had that long run there. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Eight so, in a row, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and you always get better value uh, for Queensland. And, yeah, I think – and, Scott, you know more than I with regards to the professionals. They tell me the professionals are backing New South Wales this time at the moment. Well, it's, it's fairly, even, uh, fairly evenly distributed for us okay. at the moment. I think, to your point, Chris, I mean, New South Wales always seem to, seem to have the better team on paper. Mm. Um, but when it comes down to it, Queensland are always there. Yep, it's uh, something about that Queensland spirit. Good on you, mate. Enjoy the footy, and we'll chat next week. Not a problem. Take care. Scott, Scott Cross from CrossBet uh, with the latest betting markets. And, yeah, you'll find as you live longer and longer here, and I've been here 30 years now, they teach it in schools. What? State of origin and Queenslander and all that sort of stuff. And when, That's good. when the match is being played at Suncorp Stadium, everyone you'll see in their jerseys and even people were at school and work. Oh, I like and, that. And all that sort of stuff. So there you go. Better than some of the other stuff. It's, uh, it's such a passion. Now, thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, Follow, fold, or forgive. Now, a tough week to find any last week because the, it was a little bit iffy, the track. and At Ipswich. Yeah, and a lot of these horses we probably won't see again because they've come to the well, end some of, of the carnival campaign. Some we will. Yeah. Some we won't. One of them, the first one we are seeing again, Honeypot. So I've picked out three here that we will oh, see again. That, very see, clever. There you go. Yeah. That's, 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 but that's, we are allowed to follow in the f- in, or fold or forgive into the future. We are, but yeah. uh, no, I that's like good to be having the same preparation. Yeah. That's yep, yep. good. Race one, Honeypot ran on strongly. She wants further. She got 1,200 metres in a wide gate last week. She's got further tomorrow, but I think she might be a little outclassed. So I expect her to run well. Put her in your exotics. She might run a top four, but she is one to follow going forward. Maybe, I mean, she was only second up, I think it was, uh, last week. So she'll be third up tomorrow. We'll see the end of these good horses in a week or so, and then you'll probably find there's a race for her. Tony Golan will find a race for her somewhere. Have no doubt about that indiscreetly in race two, was run over by Subterranean Late. Another one that, well, this one was first up, Danny Begore trains, Mark Duplessis Road. First up, 13.50, had the three trials. Didn't like a couple of those trials, but I thought she came back well. So she's another one that will uh, probably be on the winner's board her next start or her next uh, couple of starts indiscreetly. She's quite smart. And my favourite, or one of my favourites, out of race five last week at Ipswich, the race won by the big good by mm. my horse. Yep, your horse. Yep. <laughs> you got well, the money I'm, yet? I'm an owner, part owner of it. Yeah. Have you bought your? No, wife not a fur you. We get yet? we get paid every every quarter. I think Richie's it is, getting yeah. a Louis Vuitton handbag yeah. for his wife, isn't it? Is that right? <laughs> anyway, so out of that race, the big good by, which was dominant, never looked like losing. No, and yeah. dead right. Skins ran seventh, beaten two point three lengths. That's two runs back now for Skins. Needs further than 1,100 metres. Uh, he'll be running on into a win very, very shortly for David Van Dyke. So skins should be just about ready now. So they're all follows? They're all follows. Okay. Now, you haven't for a couple of weeks, and you've disappointed me, given us an update on Garibaldi. He's running around Garibaldi. tomorrow. I know. He's running around tomorrow in the Ian Healy, the final race. Yep. Uh, he's got a wide gate. 
And look, personally, I think he might be a little bit out of his depth. But who am I to question Tony Gollan? He's trained a few more winners than I have, Mark. So One or two. He'll get back in the run. He'll be running on. Whether he can get to them remains to be seen. One that could run into a top four. I think Baller's got a better chance, the stable mate. Okay. Um, but I know a few people who are quite keen on Garibaldi running a good race. And the big goodbye. Well, you can I'm tell me. I'm saying as a follow. Yeah, but where's he going next? You well, should know. Where's your manager? There was, there was, well, there was talk about um, heading to a group three. I would have thought he'd head to the Sunshine Coast yeah. uh, next Saturday. Look, I haven't had a chance to chat with Rob yet. Okay. Um, right, we yeah, haven't yeah. caught up. Haven't but, caught uh, up for coffee? No, <laughs> we haven't yet. So we'll wait and see what happens. But back-to-back wins. Uh, I thought my focus has been on trying to get um, – what's that other one we had? Hot to, Spring Gold. Hot Spring Gold. Back to the winner's Moral list. Last yeah, night. so I've been focusing on that. We've had to name another horse. We've got another one that um, is about to come back into one of the stables that we have that's been pre-training or something like that. How do you keep uh, up with all this? We've got Greylander that's back in work as, a as well, potentially, now? as a gelding. So, I'm, re- you know, Heels has resigned as our has racing manager. Yeah, he's resigned. He can't keep up. Well, so all the emails are coming to me now. <laughs> so I'm getting them all. So well, I'll the, tell you I'll, what, you better do a better job than Heels does. I want to be one of those silent well. partners. I want to yeah. be one of those. Anyway, that's all thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility. Queensland Breed is number one supporter. If you'd like me to look after it for a small percent. No, your oh, horses can't win. Oh. Your horse can't win. Ours does. Has no luck. Ours wins. Luckless. Ours wins. Now, we need a weekend forecast, Chris Nelson, because it is a nine race meeting at Eagle Farm tomorrow. And we are going to start off in race number two with horse number 10, Uncommon James, who... Ben Thompson's riding that? Yeah. We've mentioned that before, haven't we? Yes. Didn't I, didn't, he was in last week, the scratch from say, a wide yeah. gate. I was going to say, it was in a dip switch last week. Yep, yeah. you're dead right. Uh, Uncommon James, he's had three starts for two, two wins. Uh, he was very good at the defeat, and that was on debut. But his trial recently really got me in. He won a trial at uh, Doom, but, and he won it in good time, and he won it under a decent grip, and he beat Anavisto in the trial. Anavisto's going around in the group one, Tatsiara, number three, and he's well fancied in that race. He he certainly accounted for Anavisto in that trial. He's very promising, Uncommon James, and he's drawn well this time around. I think he'll be winning. you probably struggle to get eh, $2, $2.10 or something like that, but if you can get black figures... Very confident he'll be winning. So race uh, race two, number 10, Uncommon James is my best of the day. And O'Day and Hoisted are going really well. Their strike rate's it's e- always extraordinary. Yeah. They just keep going and going and going. So great stable, <laughs> terrific stable. Uh, race number six, horse number eight, Burning Bell for Team Edmonds down on the Gold Coast. Another one with a good record, lightly raced. Four starts for three wins in a second. Now, that second was on debut uh, charged home at Ipswich, missed by an eyelash. So it could be four from four. Now, two starts back at the Sunshine Coast, one narrowly, ran all over the place in the straight. They put the blinkers on last start on the poly track, and uh, she went as straight as a gun barrel, and she bolted in by over four lengths. Now, I think she can bring that form to town. This is obviously a tougher race, but I think she can measure up Burning Bell. She's got a good gait, and she's got Ryan Maloney to do the steering. He'll find a perfect spot for her from there, and I think she'll be hard to beat. So race six, number eight, Burning Bell. Bell. Race seven, number seven, Chase and Artie, Les Kelly on the Gold Coast, Nash Raw Willow. Comes out of the Phoenix, ran behind Political Debate and Sharp and Smart, who both you ran had, so well. the follow folder forgive? Yes, I did, in big time. So I was looking for this horse to get out. That was 1,500. I was hoping for 1,800. 
They've dropped it back 100 metres to 1,400. There's not a lot of speed here. There's only two horses on paper that go forward, Johnny Rocker and Resistible. Now, from that wide gate, I reckon Nashville Willer, he's the sort of jockey that'll stand over them and push them forward. I think they'll go forward, and he could land third or fourth in the run here, uh, Chase and Artie. Now, his run in that Phoenix, behind those two good horses that ran well in the J.J. Atkins, very, very unlucky, was strung up for a run, only got clear at about the 120 metre mark and still managed to clock the fastest last 200 metres of the race. 80 metres of that he was held up. So that was a very, very good performance, Chase and Artie. So I'd love to see him go forward. If he does, he'll be very hard to beat. So race seven, number seven, is the third of the uh, the good thing, not good things, but the ones Ooh. I do like. Uh, race nine, number one, Baller, I think is good value each way, around 6 or $7. They're back King of Sparta like... Uh, the punters already know the result, but these things can uh, come undone sometimes. So I'm happy to take on King of Sparta and go with Baller each way. Race nine, number one, excuse me, and we know we're going with Steph in the big one. Race eight, number eight, which a lot of people like, Brooklyn Hustle. Yeah, look, it is an open race though, isn't it? Um, you know, you mentioned some of the chances earlier and um, anything really can win out of the top ten or so. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't yeah. surprise you if anything won. Now, Rocky today, Mark. Oh, you've got one for Rocky. Well, I, I can't say I've there? done what happened there? a heap of form, but this caught oh, my eye. Yeah. Race five at Rockhampton today, number one, Quackery. Yep. Steve Tregay, Jake Malloy, takes two off. So 61 and a half kilos. Steve Tregay taken two to Rocky. He scratched the other one, Enabler. He's running Quackery. Quackery's got good ability, and I think a track like Rockhampton will suit nicely. So we'll, we'll go with one at uh, Rocky today. That's race five, number one, Quackery. One okay. of my favourite tracks, Rocky. Right, uh, and uh, nothing, you know, racing at Toowoomba this weekend, but uh, there is Gatton um, Cup. the Gatton Cup. Yep, Gatton Cup tomorrow uh, in place of Toowoomba and no meeting at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday because the big day next week, they like to give the track a bit of uh, a couple of weeks just to ready it. But they are racing at Rocky and Warwick on Sunday, Marburg for the harness racing, Albion Park and Capalaba? No, not yet. Not yet, but eventually, one day. Well, I've got to get to Nanango, Capalaba, Gimpy, what was the other Gatton? one? Gatton, have you Gatton? been to Gatton? No. Kilcoy. Bow Desert? No. Oh, you've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I better let you go. Got a to cover. You've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. We'll you chat too. again uh, during the week on Breakfast with Pat Neils, but we'll see you next Friday for the punters, mate. Uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow, Tats Tiara's Day. I know we're a little bit biased, but our fingers are crossed for Steph. our friend Steph Thornton to get her first Group 1, but should be a cracking race. Have yourselves a great weekend. We'll catch you next Friday on The Punters, mate. It's all thanks to the Tab Queensland Winter Carnival. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.